We have uh, Carrie Lucas, who is the president of the Independent Women's Forum, on the line with us. And she has written an amazing piece. It was back in December, Check Your Progressive Privilege. She said, progressives are constantly checking their white privilege, but what about ideological privilege? Carrie Lucas, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Thank you so much for having me on. Man, this is an important piece. You've got the guts to say what a lot of people may be thinking and what some people may be feeling, but they couldn't write, they couldn't put their brains around it. So tell us what you mean by check your progressive privilege. Yeah, you know, I think this is, a, I think we all have kind of over, over the years, especially been told from the left about all this unconscious bias that there exists in, in society. And I think it's, it's an, truly an interesting concept that, um, that as a member of the major, um, majority, you know, we take for granted things like people are going to speak our language, you're going to see people who look like you when you um, walk into stores or turn on the television. Um, but one thing it occurred to me is that, um, is that certainly as a, a conservative, um, I'd never expect to open a women's magazine and see my political views represented. In fact, I expect to see them demonized. Um, and it's progressive to enjoy the privilege of, of turning on the television and having this echo chamber that they have in, um, you know, in, in TV dramas, uh, on late night talk shows and basically throughout our culture. Every time you walk into a, um, a classroom, chances are there's going going to be somebody on the left. The left's view is presented as normal. And that is a privilege, and it's one that has been very much taken, taken, taken for granted by the left. And I think it's time we start naming it and recognizing it for what it is. Well, and, you know, I, I see real danger in this uh, kind of ideological privilege because then, in essence, what they're doing is, is they're, they're kind of pulling out groups. Of course, the, the folks that are at the bottom of the, the barrel on this is the um, Caucasian heterosexual male, you know, our boys, our young men. Sure. And, but so that there's that group that they're going after, but, but conservative women are pretty darn close to that group as well, as far, as far as being marginalized. And this has been going on for a long time, Carrie. Years ago, I had joined an organization, um, the Alliance of Professional Women. Uh, I, I also have been, I have my own business, I've been in the ladies clothing business for many, many years. And then prior to that, I've been in the investment business. And in that, I I started to feel that there was kind of these underlying um, kind of comments. In fact, many, many years ago, I would say 20 years ago, I was sitting in a board meeting and somebody was talking about politics. I think maybe George Bush was the president at that time. And one of the women said, I was so offended by what he had to say. And I, I kind of stepped back and I'm like, offended by what he had to say. Instead of like intellectually challenging what he had to say, uh, there was this narrative that I was offended. And so this whole privilege thing, I think, has been ruminating and percolating for a lot longer than we really realized. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, abs- you're absolutely right that it's been around for a long time. I do think there's been like kind of, and you know, just in in my lifetime, I think that, um, that, and especially in the last couple of years, I, I think that there's been kind of um, an increase um, in the privilege or in the kind of the, the truly the discrimination and marginalization of conservatives. And that it's no longer just that we don't count or we're not as, um, as smart or as 
sophisticated. Um, it's that it's that often you'll see that that people the the presumption in the media or the implication in the media um, is that we're bad people. Uh, that what motivates us is um, is racism or um, an indifference to human suffering, a desire just to enrich ourselves. I mean, you, you think about the, the headlines, and it, it's funny because you obviously the, the women's magazines are struggling to um, uh, to attract readers. They're financially having trouble. There's you know, Glamour just had to close down its print edition because of the um, lack of revenue. I mean, yet here they are after the 2000 and um, after this last election, you know, they have headlines that say things like you know, half of, of white women continue to vote Republican. What's wrong with them? I mean, you effectively um, insulting you know, a huge share of the people who are um, who are reading it because they have an answer. They're not asking you what, what's wrong with these women. They're going to tell you, and it's that we're racist. Um, it really is just this this very you know um, kind of startling that, that this idea that you could just make such sweeping stereotypes and, and negative accusations against any you know, this you know, large group of women out there who don't follow the progressive um, mindset. I think that's something we need to, you know, we need to talk a lot more about and challenge the media if this is really, if this is really fair, because there are, there's implications. It's bad for conservatives, but it's also, it's bad for liberals and it's, it's bad for our country in general. Well, and there's no intellectual honesty uh, when you have these particular kind of, of uh, comments. There's no conversation. There's no real uh, kind of um, sparring to try to figure out what the truth is. And uh, I, you know, being in the fashion business for so many years, you know, I used to take all the magazines. And I finally said, I, I finally said, no, you know what? I'm, I'm not subscribing to those anymore. And, and so you're seeing the free market is starting to shut these, these voices down. But they continue yeah. on. They don't realize uh, that, uh, uh, that, in fact, people, you know, may not want to hear just that particular side of the message. I'd like to see some conservative women that are being held up and, and you know, airbrushed and look beautiful, you know, like, uh, like they do with <laughs> well, all of the, yeah. the um, you know, the progressives. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny, you know, there's been all this, like, I think it feel like it's real crocodile tears from the, the left saying, oh, gosh, you know, there's, there's so few Republican, elected Republican women out there. It's terrible. It was, it was the year of the woman, but it was only among Democrats. Why are Republicans so mean to women? Uh, why are there so few women? Well, you think about it. You look at the experience, and obviously I think Republicans, I, I wish the party did a better job supporting their female candidates um, and highlighting some of the great women that are out there. I think they, they do need to work on that. Um, but, man, when you look at the tr- different treatment that a Republican woman expects from the media compared to what a Democratic candidate expects from the media, you know, a Democratic candidate is going to be invited on, um, you know, on talk shows and have just absolutely fawning presentation of her with beautiful pictures, airbrushed, softball questions. And what a Republican woman mostly will expect to be ignored um, but if she's too successful, then she's going to be, um, you know, she's going to be made fun of. You, know, you look at somebody like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's, who's routinely called, called fat or had her, um, her people make fun of her looks. Um, and then you should, you're, if you're, your, your best case scenario is that you're going to have a really vicious, um, a presentation of yourself on, um, on Saturday Night Live. You know, is it any wonder that fewer conservative women want to sign up to be in the spotlight and speak up um, with these? You know, the, the Glamour magazine honors a whole lot of women every year and has this big celebration. You, you look through those pages and there is never a conservative woman. <laughs> they, they, have, they have all, you know, they have these beautiful descriptions and these you know, just totally um, 
uh, whitewashed presentations of the of the backgrounds of some of the the Democratic um, leaders from you know party activists to, to politicians. You know, they're just as a, you know completely completely shown as aspirational figures. And there's crickets when it comes to um, the female Republicans that are out there. It's really quite shocking. Well, and you know what, Carrie? I was just thinking about, like, uh, the you know, the pictures are beautiful. I, I see these women like, oh, my gosh, yeah. in these magazines. <laughs> and then it seems like conservative women, you know what fluorescent lighting does to people? It's like, do, do you ever go in and you're like, turn those lights off? Because it's like conservative women get fluorescent lighting and they get all the airbrushing. Oh. but. It's uh, but hey, we need to go to break. When we come back, though, another important point that you made in your piece is that progressive women enjoy the benefit of the doubt when they say insensitive or prejudiced things. Coming to mind to me is Mrs. Clinton or uh, Ocasio um, Cortez. Yeah. And uh, so let's go to break. When we come back, let's let's kind of dig down a little deeper into that because there seems to be again you need to have uh, the media has needs to have intellectual honesty about this. And then I also think that we as Americans, we're pretty forgiving people. Uh, we also need to understand that sometimes, you know, when you're out there speaking, things may come, may not come out the way that you want them, but it needs to be on both sides. And so let's go to break. When we come back, we're talking with Carrie Lucas. She is the president of the Independent Women's Forum. And this piece, this commentary that she has written, Check Your Progressive Privilege, it was in the Wall Street Journal back in December. It is an excellent piece. So Carrie, we'll be right back. Okay, Steve, I remember when this song came out, I am dating myself. I'm not going to tell you my age, though, okay? <laughs> so, hey, this is the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. Molly is out for the week. We dissect issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong, instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Check out our website, Americhicks.com. That's where we are on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, we've got Carrie Lucas with the Independent Women's Forum on the line with us. This piece that you've done, Check Your Progressive Privilege, is hard-hitting. I, th- I think it's really important. But one of the things that you said in here, Carrie, is that progressive women get a pass when they make a comment, uh, whereas, of course, conservative women are, are really nailed at the cross on that. So uh, tell us, first of all, about Mrs. Clinton. What was your example there? Yeah, you know, Mrs. Clinton, I think it was it was um, last and just a couple of weeks ago that she kind of carelessly um, said, I'm um, referring to two um, African-American, I believe, men, and just said something like, oh, well, they all look alike. And it was obvious that you know, I think we, we all knew she probably meant it as a, a joke or that like would be a terrible thing to say. And she was trying to be ironic. But, man, it was the kind of thing that if you if it was that happened from because it came out of a conservative's mouth. Um, that person would have a lot of explaining to do, where the media kind of, you know, just um, passed it off. Everyone said, oh, no, no, we know she's joking. And, um, you know, she probably was. I'm not, you know, I don't think Mrs. Clinton's a, um, a racist. I don't, um, but um, but that does show that they get that kind of benefit of the doubt, the assumption of, of innocence or, oh, it was probably just a mistake. That's something that is really only afforded to people on, on the, the left, um, where people on the right are, have, um, have much more explaining to do anytime um, they say something to tell a joke that might come off wrong. Well, and when I heard her say that, I I, I cocked my ear. I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, I just about <laughs> fell off my chair. And then and to your point, I mean, I knew that she was going to get a pass, and I knew that yeah. if a conservative had said that, that they would have gone after them. You know, the the mainstream media would have been talking about it for two days until the next thing came out. 
What about Ocasio-Cortez? Uh, when she was on the with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes the other night, her comments regarding uh, not being factually correct, uh, she indicated that that was okay because she had the moral high ground, that sometimes she says things that are clumsy, and so she restates her point. And again, she gets a pass on all that. What do you think about that, Carrie? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's absolutely, she's a, a perfect example of somebody who is absolutely awash in privilege and that she is, um, that she's the media, uh, you know, she can do no wrong. Um, they, there's no fact, fact checking of her, no kind of pushback on her, frankly, completely un, you know, unrealistic kind of completely unmoored with reality, um, policy proposals. Um, and you, even I was, I thought that this idea that, that, um, you know, she's been kind of painting this idea that everyone's attacking her dancing video. I haven't, I haven't, I can't, I haven't found one person, any one serious person. I'm sure there's somebody on Twitter has had something negative to say about her, but really like no serious person, um, making fun of her for, for that. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that, um, the cr- criticizer of that dancing video wasn't it. It's, it's her ludicrous economic policy ideas. Um, but yeah, the media, you know, completely just takes her very, very seriously, doesn't fact check, check her, makes it sound as though she's, um, you know, just, just fabulous. There's no, there's, I can think of no conservative um, who has ever had such treatment um, from, from the media as what she's getting now. I take her seriously. She is a socialist. She's 29 years old. She's getting all of this media coverage. And I don't think that we can take, a, take what, what her, her policies are lightly. Uh, what would you recommend that we do uh, about these young, attractive socialists? They're great on social media. They come across great on on the screen. And, of course, then, again, they get the benefit of the doubt of all the airbrushing and all that kind of stuff as well. We need to take her seriously. What should we do? Yeah. You know, I think that one of the it's, – it's interesting. I feel like with our, our whole country and the kind of higher, like older generations, you know, we need to make sure that, that people do have more of a connection um, with history. Um, I feel like a lot of folks um, are totally disconnected with the history of socialism and what the kind of policies and the, the extreme, extreme vision of government control and redistribution, what the consequences are of that. Because she's, you know, she's not talking about, uh, about Scandinavia or, um, or, you know, some of the, um, or Europe. Um, she's a, it's a much more, you know, she's a, a really command and control, um, government, you know, kind of the destruction of property, um, type of, of socialist. Um, and we've seen that. That's their examples. You know, right, right now, this is Venezuela. This is she is she is suggesting ideas. You're focusing on the consequences and the real life examples. Um, you know, I, I remember I went to I went to um, uh, gra- graduate school at, at Harvard, um, and I found the most kind of interesting and persuasive um, people talking about the dangers of, of leftism were people who had lived through um, Eastern Europe, right. you know, who had lived lived under, who said, you know, do you really understand what you're talking about? Um, because I think a lot of people today, um, you know, the, um, you know the, a 29-year-old probably hasn't thought much about what happened with a real misery and real suffering um, that the government can cause um, when, the, when it's given that kind of power. Well, and Ocasio-Cortez graduated from Boston University, and she had, a, let's see, a, a degree in... Um, international relations, and her minor was in economics. Now, this is what our universities are starting to, 
kick out now, of course, the fact that you went to Harvard, it's like, okay, okay. But I think that we need to rethink as, um, colleges and university educations. And quite frankly, whoever paid for her education, particularly in economics, I think that they need to get their money back. Uh, <laughs> and- no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This is, it is um, uh, thinking about, about the, the lack of just kind of basic fundamentals on, um, on how, you know, how, like, how, how the basic laws of supply and demand seem to be um, to be missing, to be completely absent from a lot of that. And I do think our universities are are doing a disservice um, to the to the country. Well, you know, and let's finish up on your piece. Uh, what do you think about this women's march uh, that will be occurring? What probably sometime this month, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on the 19th, and, and it's, you know, it's funny because I think one of the first examples of our best examples of privilege is the very fact that it's called the Women's March. It's not the Women's March. It's the far-left, socialist, um, <laughs> the radical, progressive Women's March. These aren't women aren't marching for me, um, but that's how, they, how it is the, you know, the mainstream media has allowed them to kind of pretend or, or create this idea that they are representative of just the average, average woman, when of course they're not. They're a very extreme political group. Um, that don't represent, that are far to the left of most Americans. You know, okay, and, and, and we only have a couple of minutes, but Carrie, you, you have a solution. Uh, in your piece, you talk about rooting out bigotry. Yeah. You said it's not yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you know, I think that conversations like this, and just, I feel like as a, as a conservative, you, you hate to be a whiner and say, oh, you know, the, the media treats us unfairly. Um, but I think having it as a, a different context and explaining it as privilege is something we've recognized. It's a real, it, it's a real phenomenon. This idea of white privilege um, is real. And it was something you, I remember the first time I kind of read through some of the text about it and said, oh, it is, you know, it is, it's interesting. And it's, um, and it is kind of um, an important thing to think about that this idea that I take for granted that um, that the kind of the um, generic co- um, color of band-aids is going to match my skin and that this is that the people I see are going to look like me and have kind of a, a shared background. You know, it's important for us to kind of recognize things like that. It really is. It's, um, it's something that I think is, is valuable and it, it ha- that the left um, has kind of pushed on us to have kind of have that thought. Well, it is worth, you know, we need to, we need to kind of challenge them and say, um, okay, but now take a walk in my shoes and what it's like to be a conservative um, and how silenced and marginalized um, we have, we feel when we look at what's going on in the media. You know, people who wonder why it is that there's, that um, President Trump's um, kind of condemnations of the media uh, resonate with so many people and really so many people are applauding him. Um, and it's for this reason. It's because the, the press has, uh, the, so many people feel as though the press hasn't been giving one side, uh, a side that represents a whole lot of folks, that a whole lot of people have been really given um, the short end of the stick. So that's why the press should recognize that you know, they made this possible, that the President Trump would, um, would be able to lambast them. And it is because you know, they haven't just been unfair to him or to politicians like him. They've been unfair to all of us. Well, Carrie, we only have about a minute, but I just wanted to make a point regarding white privilege. My grandmother, uh, my great-grandmother immigrated from Germany, and she came over basically as an indentured servant. She worked for a family in Omaha to, to basically pay for her passage. And then she, was, she married my great-grandfather, who whisked her off to the plains of western Kansas, where they raised, two, or they, they raised seven kids in a two-room sod house. Now, wow. and so it it wasn't white privilege that, that created the opportunities that, that I have now. They worked hard. 
you know, I've Absolutely. worked hard and we want to make sure that every individual has that opportunity. This victimhood and chip on the shoulder that so many people have and they look back at their ancestors and say, my ancestor was fill in the blank. You know what? You have the opportunity now. And when you look at the economic advantages of what is happening in this Trump economy, the fact that the, that we have the lowest black and Hispanic um, unemployment in, in history, you know, this rising tide will, will raise all boats, but it is chipping away at the power of these radical progressive women uh, that you are talking about. So, um, Carrie Lucas, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, love having you on. We've got to have you on again. Let me know when you get your Great. next piece uh, published because I love your thinking on this. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Okay, that was Carrie Lucas. She is the president of the Independent Women's Forum. So today, read great books. Think great thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen to well uh, to those people around you. Live honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And in the words of Superman's byline, strive for truth, justice, and the American way. So discipline. No horse gets anywhere until it's harnessed. No steam or gas drives anything until it's confined. No Niagara is ever turned into light and power until it is uh, funneled. No life ever grows great until it is focused dedicated and disciplined the author is harry emerson fostick uh, this is the americhicks have a great day god bless you and god bless america no one to cry.